Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. And all the time, let us rise briefly. I just want us to thank God for today. There are many things that would have prevented you from being part of a glorious service like this. Right from January to December. I want us to just lift up your heart, lift up your voice and say, Father, I thank you. For my life, I thank you. For the challenges that came that you make me to overcome, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God, for my family. I thank you, Lord, for your counsel concerning me. No matter the plans and the, of the enemy, no matter the uncertainties that have come along the way, God is still a faithful God. He's still faithful to us in all ways. So just appreciate him. Lift up your voice and say, Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. You are the king of kings, the I am that I am, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the lily of the valley, the ancient of days, the lover of my soul. You are the one that did not abandon me in my own ways. You are the one that has looked upon me with favor, despite all my frailties. Father, I thank you. For your counsel and your faithfulness, I thank you. And I just want you to stretch forth your hands, that today, today, you will receive something significant from the Lord. Today, you will receive something wonderful from the Lord. Have your will, Lord. Have your way. Have your way, oh Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your will, have your way, have your way, oh Lord. Father, have your way, have your way, oh Lord. Have your way, your way, oh Lord. Father, have your way. Father, there are people that have come here with great expectations, oh my Father. They will not go back the same way in Jesus' name. There are those that have come just to attend church service. I say you will minister to them specially today in Jesus' name. There are those that have come giving up on all their hope and expectations for the year. After all, the year is always coming to, almost coming to an end. Father, I pray that they will not go disappointed. You will prove to them that you are a covenant-keeping God. You will show them, O oh Lord, a message that will be made for their situation. Thank you, O oh my Father. Thank you, O oh Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Say to the man on your right, I will not go back the same. Say to the one on your left, you will not go back the same. The the God that you have come to meet will come through for you today. In Jesus' name. Let's have our seat in the presence of our wonderful God. When I was deliberating 
on what should I share with your people, Lord? And then he took me back to it. That he's a covenant-keeping God. If you want to give title to this short message, because we have only about 30 minutes to read, we will call it the covenant-keeping God. There were two sisters. And whenever they are doing competition in lawn tennis, they come out to be the top. And then, sometimes they actually compete with each other to win the cup in a world of 7 billion people. I'm talking about Serena and Venus Williams. Why are they? Why is it so? Jesus Christ came and he chose 12 disciples. And then in Mark chapter 9, he was going to reveal his glory to his disciples. So he chose three out of those twelve. Peter, James, and John. James and John are brothers of the same father, of the same mother. So they went with him to the mountain and the God transfigured before them. So they saw a future glory that none of the other disciples could see. Why is it so? Two brothers, the same father, the same mother, out of twelve. I know three brothers that are in an international team of football, even here in Muscat. Praise the Lord. So because the covenant keeping God, he does it for people as he pleases, and he keeps their covenant that he has with them. That is why you are not going to live here today until you, you know that God can have a covenant with you. And if God has a covenant with you, he will make sure he keeps that covenant, no matter what may happen. Praise the Lord. Jawaharlal Nehru, the longest serving Prime Minister of India. And after he finished his term, his daughter, Indira Gandhi, came to place as well. Right? And then when she finished her term, her son, Rajiv Gandhi, also came. Are they the only family in a country of one billion people? Life is to live, to love, and live a legacy. So, I prophesy to your life that you too will live your life, you will enjoy so much love from God, and you will live a legacy that will follow you in Jesus' name. So, let's go and dust the last one from the Bible before we run through it. Um, Penina has children. They did not think they need to mention the name of the children. And Hannah had none. That could be similar to your story. The husband said, Am I not more than ten sons to you? Sure, there is a place for husband, but there is also a place for son. I'm the one looking after my mother now. It's not my father. Praise the Lord. Because in Africa, the children are the social security that the mother has. Praise the Lord. So, Hannah went to God and vowed from her heart. If you give me a male child, I will give him back to you. And he will be your prophet. And God went into that covenant with her. In short, 
the priest of the day thought this woman was drunk. You have have started drinking early in the morning. When are you going to give up this drunkenness? That is the tendency for people of the world to make their comments where they don't really understand what you are going through. Because everybody has their own challenge that they are going through. And God came through for her. Her son became the kingmaker in Israel who will go and anoint kings. Who will enter a house and everybody will get up is it well with us? Prophet of God, what have you come to do? So that was the son that God gave to her because he's a covenant-keeping God. So we have seen the examples. What is a covenant? A covenant is a binding agreement between two or more people. A binding agreement between two people. A binding agreement between a people and probably God, a binding agreement between two or more. And the best covenant you can have is the one you will have with God. Because he's a keeper of covenant. In biblical terms, God's promise to the Israelites and their commitment to worship him alone is a covenant that he has given unto them. So he gave them a covenant that you must worship me alone. And then I will choose you to be mine. And hope we all know that we are today's Israelites, chosen of God. Right? And covenant have conditions. Okay, let's quickly run through the conditions of the covenant so that we can understand if we are going to enter into covenant with God, what is required, and then how that covenant is going to be met. And what we are going to be sure that we do to ratify the terms of that covenant. The condition of the covenant must be clearly specified. We saw that as Hannah put it. I want you to give me because I want to give it back to you so that it can be your priest. Clearly specified. We look at the employment contract for instance. It's like a contract, an agreement. You are going to be working for us five days a week. You're going to be working from 7 a.m. to 4, and then you're going to have a break in between for one hour or 45 minutes. And at the end of the month, we're going to pay you so much. We're going to send your children to school, and we're going to take care of the medicals of your family. Everything is clearly specified. In short, if you have to buy a house in a developed nation, the document that you have to sign will probably take you one hour when you continue signing. Probably about 80 pages. And the first sheet of paper they will give you will say that all the terms of this agreement are written down. So you don't even come back and say, you told me the house is going to have this special thing here and it's not there. No. Everything will be clearly specified, and people will see it. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 2, that was the parable of the workers. When the man hired people to his vineyard, he told them that it's a denarius a day that I'm going to pay you. So that's the way it is. When you go into a contract or a covenant with somebody, 
the terms of that covenant must be clearly specified. And sometimes, covenants are confirmed by oath. By oath. Let's quickly open to Genesis chapter 21, verses 22 to 23. Genesis chapter 21, from verse 22 and 23. If you are there, say Amen. And it came to pass at that time that Abimelech and Philcor, the commander of his army, spoke to Abraham, saying, God is with you in all that you do. Now, therefore, swear to me by God that you will not deal falsely with me, with my offspring or with my posterity, but according to the kindness that I have done to you, you will do to me and to the land in which you have dwelt. Abimelech noticed that God was with Abraham and is flourishing. If he's not careful, the man will take over his land and he will do whatever he wants. And Abimelech cannot do anything. So he came with the commander of his army, Philcor, and said, Please, let's take an oath that you will not deal falsely with me. So sometimes, covenants come with oath. If you have to take an office, a public office, like that of a president, for instance, you take an oath that we are there to serve the people and all the terms of the oath of office will be specified, and then you take that oath. Remember when um, President Obama took the oath of office the first time, and there was a slight slip of tongue when he was taking, doing it. They went behind and recorded this for him to do it again, because it's very important. So that somebody will not bring it up in the court of law and say he didn't take the oath properly. Praise the Lord. Sometimes covenant will be witnessed. You get a witness that will look at the two sides and decide that, oh, you have entered into this covenant and so these are the terms and agreements for it to be executed. If there are disagreements, if there are disputes, this arbiter will be able to step in and say, this is how it should be done, and this is how you agree. This is the terms of the covenant. In the game of chess, for instance, when you're playing international competition, there will always be a standby arbiter that will ensure that each of those parties play according to the rules. So that's how important it is when you have agreement that you must play by the rules. In Genesis chapter 23, 17 and 18. Genesis chapter 23, verse 17 and 18. So the field of Ephron, which was in Machpelah, which was before Mamre, the field and the cave, which was in it, and all the trees that were in the field, which were within all the surrounding borders, were deeded to Abraham as a possession in the presence of the sons of Heth, before all who went in at the gate of his city. He had this land deal witnessed, because Abraham was going to buy a burial place for his wife, and it's going to be a land that will be used for generations to come. So he had it witnessed so that people will have evidence that I was there. 
when this covenant was enacted. Praise the Lord. And we saw that quickly also in the marriage covenant. All the people have to gather when the husband and wife, when they take their oaths and they enter into the covenant. They have to be witness to it. The covenants sometimes also have to be written and sealed. Have to write it down. It has to be sealed. We are going through this quickly before we come to the covenants that God has with us. Right. So the returning exiles they made a covenant to serve God under the leadership of Nehemiah. So they've returned to build the temple, and it was a magnificent temple for them to be worshiping in. And they have to write a covenant in Nehemiah 9:38, 10, and 1. Because of all these, we made sure covenant and write it. They wrote down the covenant. Their leaders, their Levites, and the priests, they sealed it. Right. And Nehemiah was the governor. Hakaleah and all the other priests were there to make sure this covenant that these people have made to serve God was written down and sealed. The people of Judah were united to serve God in a covenant. Praise the Lord. So they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord of their fathers with all their heart and with all their soul. And whoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel was to be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman. There was this um, ministerial gathering that was happening in the U.S. And then there were brethren that were invited from Nigeria. So it was for three days they are going to minister after a while. And other brethren were invited from all over as well. So they got there. The Oyimbos, the way we call it, the white people, they were eating breakfast and enjoying themselves, even though they are going to minister. Whereas our Nigerian brethren, they were busy fasting a prayer, in fasting a prayer, and doing all kind of things, you no know, preparing for the ministration. And then, when the time came, they ministered in power and might, and people were just looking. And then, when some of these their white brothers came and picked the microphone, they've not said two things. And then people started weeping because of the anointing in the house. So, this our brethren said, No, God, you must be partial. Why? We fasted, we prayed, and these people were just eating and enjoying themselves. Why should this kind of thing happen? As God said, I will tell you. Your grandfather, who did he serve? Oh, Yemoja. Your father, who did he serve? Oh, Shango. So you are first generation Christian. His grandfather served me in the pulpit. His father served me in the pulpit. He doesn't need long prayer before I answer him. He's already covenanted. Praise the Lord. That's the way God keep the records. He said from Adam to David were 14 generations. He keep the records. From David to captivity were 14 generations. He records it. From captivity to the birth of Christ were 14 generations. God keep the records. We may forget. We may forget, but God keep the records. We also have people that have covenant with the devil. So I just want to quickly mention this before we go. There's in our place something we call abiku. You give back to a child, after like two, three years the child dies, give back to another one, 
the same child, after two years, thereabout, he dies. So, the parents will go and seek some kind of protection for the child. That, oh, we've had two now, it has died, so if I'm going to have another one, let me be sure the child will not die. So, they will go to the priest, be it if a priest or whatever priest they are serving over there, which is not a God's priest. And then, they will do something for the child, either put some incision on him, and make declaration that this child will not die. So indeed, the child will live. But what the devil did not tell them, that when his mates are graduating from school, he may not graduate. That when his mates are getting married, he will take very long time to find a suitor. When he gets married successfully and then is waiting for a child, the child may not come. Or if he's having pregnancies with continuous miscarriage, these things are embedded in the devilish covenant which are not known to the ignorant fathers. So to many of us who are like first generation Christians, the forefathers may have put their hands in things that are like covenant, which by God's special grace, we need to break and step away from in Jesus' name. Because if you don't break it, the covenant continues. When this wall of Jericho came down, Joshua made a pronouncement. Whoever will build this wall, we build it with his children. 400 years after. 400 years after. In the time of King Ahab. The man that rose to build that wall. Laid the foundation with his first son. And made the completion with his last son. Praise the Lord. So we should know that those covenants also were. Because the devil came only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. According to John chapter 10 verse 10. But Jesus has come to give you life and give you more abundantly. Praise the Lord. The devil steal joy and peace. They are not things that you can go to Lulu and buy. He steal joy and peace. He kills hopes and dreams and destroy destinies. There are things that cannot be replaced. But Jesus has come to give you abundance of each of these things. So which is the reason we have to get into the right covenant with God, our Father. Praise the Lord. We have people who also go into covenants, like young lovers that go into blood covenants, because they love each other so much at the tender age. And then when they are more mature than they are of age, it's difficult to break away from such covenants, because it continues to run after them. God made covenants with Abraham, with Isaac, with Jacob, with Israel, with David, and with us for our utmost benefit. Because of time, we'll not be able to go through all of it, but I'll just pick a little bit of it. In Genesis chapter 15, we don't need to open the place, God made a covenant with Abraham and said, one from your own body shall be your heir. Even though Abraham at that time had settled it in his mind that Eliezer of Damascus will be the one that will inherit all his wealth. God said, no. That your descendants shall be like the stars of heaven. God will keep the records. Today, we pray that we are children of Abraham. Praise the Lord. But when Abraham died, he had eight children. He can count them. But today, he has numerous. Even when the man that, was, um, that, that went to the bosom of Abraham was called a child of Abraham. So he went to the bosom of Abraham. Abraham can receive him even in paradise. 
Abraham left all of the Chaldeans to inherit Canaan because of what God had said in his covenant with him in Genesis 15. He also said to him that your descendants shall be a stranger in a foreign land for 400 years. They shall come out with great procession. Why will God do this? The road to the promised land is through the wilderness. If you have a child and you say, give me this toy, quickly give it to him. He came back from school. Oh, my friend's bicycle is bigger than mine. Give me that one. Give it to him. And he came back. Oh, I don't want to go to this school anymore. This is where my friends are going. I give it to him. You do not allow the child to go through any wilderness training or experience. You will not produce a useful child at the end. So I want you to know that the road to the promised land is through the wilderness. God will help us to understand in Jesus' name. God confirmed that covenant with Isaac. He said, I will make your descendants multiply as stars of heaven. I will give your descendants all these lands, and in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. In your seed, Jesus Christ, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. He reiterated it with Jacob. And what he said in, to Jacob in Genesis 28:15, he said, I'm with you, and we keep you wherever you go. And we bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. God of all mercy, God that made heaven and earth, made that declaration that he will not leave you until he has done what he has spoken to you. And God is able to carry it out effectively. Praise the Lord. In the Newtown Massacre in America, where the 20-year-old boy went, and shot 27 people. There was a substitute teacher there. She has been looking for a job. And only that time, the real teacher went on maternity break. So she was only there for one month. And then she was killed. Why? If you had a covenant of life with God, that day she would miss that class. Right? Or maybe the other woman had a covenant of life with Christ who went on maternity leave and was in the history of that school, nothing like that has ever happened. It was when she went on leave that such a thing happened. Praise the Lord. So that's how God can establish covenant with people and they will escape anything that may want to come to them. In the New Testament, Peter was speaking to the Israelites about the covenant, which we also share in. You are sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, and in your seed all the family of the earth shall be blessed. And that will not permit me to go into all the ways that Israel has been a blessing to the world. But you know, the number one economy in the world is being supported by Israel. Right? And you know what that number one economy has done in impacting the world. I'm talking about the U.S. economy. For instance, the Gates Foundation, a man that is committed to using his, God, his wealth that he made through some talent that he had, to change the whole world to eradicate poverty. So, David desired to build a house for God. So, God made a covenant with him. David desired to build a house for God, and God made a covenant with him. And in the terms of that covenant, in Second Samuel chapter 7, verse 16, I'm rushing through so that we'll be able to catch the remit of the message. 
And your house and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. Your throne shall be established forever. Because he had that desire in his heart that he wants to build a house for God. Up to that time, 14 generations, God has not lived in a house made by hand. Yet, he desired, I want to do this for God. And God said, because you desire that, I'm going to enter into a covenant for you and build your house. And God said, forever, forever. And you know the song, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. It is settled. Once God made that declaration, it is settled. David's great, 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 great grandchild, Jehoram, six generations down the line, was not destroyed because of David, even though he did evil in the sight of God. Jehoshaphat won the battle. God said, because of my servant David, I will make sure you win in this battle. Because he has entered that covenant and he will not deny himself. Praise the Lord. So that is it. God is faithful to his covenant, even though we have been unfaithful in keeping our part. Right? The terms of God's covenant with us remain as Jesus said in John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except me. You can only come to the God you know to come and make a covenant with him. And the only provision to come to God is through his son, Jesus Christ. The Jewish leaders were blinded to the truth. Even though Jesus said he's the way, the truth, and the life. In John 9.41, he said, If you are blind, you have no sin. But you say, we see. Therefore, your sin remains. So, they were blinded to the truth, but without change the terms of God's covenant, that you are not realizing the truth, that you don't know about it, it does not change it. They had a hardness of their heart and a rejection of the truth, but that does not change God's covenant. Because God's covenant is unchangeable, it's universal, and it's glorious. It's based on principles he has laid down before the foundation of the world. In the bank, if you want to do international transaction, you go to your bank and say, I want to buy this good from uh, Azerbaijan, so to say. Okay? And the bank will say, come and let me bid for you and buy the forex. And you bring your money in the money real. They bid for you. And then the bank will now open what they call an irrevocable letter of credit. Say, we, HSBC Bank, is opening this guarantee on behalf of our customer, Mr. Unwa and Sons, that this amount of money will be paid to you when you ship the goods with social specifications. So, it's an irrevocable letter that the bank wishes to, to make sure that nothing can revoke it. Nothing can change it. Nothing can alter it. That is the kind of covenant that God entered with us. Right? Paul was ignorant and was an ignorant Jew persecuting the Christians. Yet, his ignorance does not nullify the truth of God's covenant. Elijah looked around in his distress and said, All the people have deserted you, God. I'm the only one left. If this woman, Jezebel, gets me now, then you are out of business, God. But his lack of full knowledge of the situation did not in any way thwart God's purpose and his covenant. He cannot. The Israelites complained bitterly against God. 
Why did you bring us out of Egypt in the first place? It would have been better for us to die there now rather than our grave being little all around. Look at the cucumber we are enjoying in Egypt. Look at the garlic and all those ones. Did that stop God's covenant? No. Their complaint did not stop God's covenant. The terms of God's covenant is grace on God's part and a belief on man's part. And that's what he has called us into. So God has a covenant with us as individuals. And he has a covenant with us in every special area of ministry. So I want you to open to Hebrews chapter 8 verse 10. As we are rounding up now. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 10. God said, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. And we are a part of that covenant, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. It is the God of all creation that made heaven and earth, that made all that is in it. The earth is the laws and the fullness thereof. The worlds and they that dwell in it is one that is making this declaration to you today that he will be your God and you shall be his people. Praise the Lord. He also said he will have an everlasting covenant of goodness with you. In Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 40 and 41. Please, let's also open to read. That's the last one we will read before we close. Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 40 to 41. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them that I will not turn away from doing them good. But I will put my fear in their hearts so that they will not depart from me. Yes, I will rejoice over them to do them good. And I will assuredly plant them in whatever land they step their feet on with all my heart and with all my soul. Let us bow down our head. Let us bow down our head. Let us bow down our head. He came from heaven to earth to show the way. He came to show us the way back to the Father. But if you don't know him, you cannot benefit from his covenant. He has said it. Your ignorance cannot thwart the terms of his covenant. So, you may want to come to Christ, or you may want to rededicate your life to Christ, so that you can be particular of the second prayer we are going to pray about his covenant. If there is anybody that wants to come to Christ, you want to Give your life to Christ so that you can be part of a people that God is going to establish his covenant with. This is the time. Raise up your hands. So we can pray with you a prayer of faith. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. Raise up your hands. If you want to give your life to Christ, if you want to enter into a covenant with him, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. Raise up your hand. If you want to give your life to Christ, if you want to be reestablished, you want to be established and be part of God's covenant. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Raise it up properly, please. All eyes closed, all heads down. Raise up your hand properly so I can pray with you. Father, thank you very much for these brethren. They are surrendering their lives to you, oh my Father. There is no better covenant we can enter into here on earth. But the way the truth, the life has said it all. It's only through Christ. Accept this one, so my Father. 
Whatever sin the enemy wants to hold against them, let the blood of Christ truly atone for them in Jesus' name. Whatever covenant, evil covenant, their generations have entered into. Father, because they come to you, they step aside and they become part of your covenant today in Jesus' name. Let your life and your glory from now continue to manifest in their lives in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. So we are all now going to pray a prayer to make a request for a covenant with God. So that's the second prayer. Now that by God's grace we are all of the tribe of Israel. We are all of the seed of Abraham. I don't know what covenant you want to make with God today. David desired it in his heart and God responded to it. Hannah went out of her way and made a vow and God honored it. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, they saw a future glory, a transfiguration, and there is nothing that can shake them after seeing such a glory. Daniel has the spirit of excellence in him. Even in a foreign land, he was made a governor, and they were contemplating making him a vice president. Mary was lowly in estate. Yes, because she accepted it. She was the one that was chosen to bring Christ to the world. Even though before then, there had never been a virgin that conceived. It is medically impossible. I don't know the covenant you want to enter. The people who are not even of our, of our fold, who are not Christians, we named the, the Indira Gandhi that we mentioned. We saw the Bush family. The, head, the father was the president, and then two of the sons were governors at the same time. One of them went to become president. You can make a covenant of excellence with your family. You can make a covenant of peace. The covenant of divine protection. There is no doubt that God has protected you from January till now, but you can even enter a covenant now with Him. Father, your people are before you. We have come with our hearts open unto you, Lord God. In every area that they have desired, do my Father, to enter into a covenant with you. Because you have called us to do us good. And our ignorance will not stop your plan and your purpose concerning us. We pray, oh my Father, that you answer their prayers and the desires of their heart in Jesus' name. Eli was a prophet. She does not even know what the woman was going through. She thought the woman was drunk. And after the woman told her, told him, oh my Father, I wasn't drunk. He said, okay, go your way. God has answered the prayer. So I prophesy to you, go your way today because God has answered your covenant with him in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's be on our feet. I call on Pastor Nee to round up for us, uh, to bless us. Uh, meanwhile, let's take this announcement. Uh, DVD for outreach, Christmas outreach is available. We have 50 copies with us. And if one Omanilia collect from the ushers. Uh, the visitor that we have invited for the outreach, please pay to your care cell. Uh, the one rear of 500 beta for each uh, adult and their children. Refreshments is available outside. Please, let's have fellowship together. Pastor Nui, please. Father, we thank you for this day. We give you praise. We magnify you. We thank you because you are a God of covenant. We thank you that nothing can stop your covenant. 
You said in your word that whatever can stop your covenant with the day, that can stop your covenant with the night, that the sun will not rise and the moon will not come up. That's what can stop your covenant. Lord, we know nothing stops the new beginning that this in the name of Jesus. Thank you because it's a new day for every family here. Thank you, Father, because there is no way confession against anyone here that shall prosper. Thank you, Father, for the leadership of this assembly. Thank you for the men. Thank you for the women, Lord God. Thank you for the children. Thank you, Father, because with you we have a future. Thank you, Father, because with you we can face tomorrow. Thank you, mighty God, because every power of fear dies now in the name of Jesus. Lord, your people step out. As they step out, they step into glory. They step into joy. Lord God, every long-awaited destiny that needs to open up, we say, by reason of this program, let there be an opening. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for the encounter that you have made happen yourself today. Father, your people, they are going into their destinies. They are going into their joy. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Thank you for making this place a training ground for men and women. You train them that they might reign. Thank you for the phase and the stage the church is into. Thank you, Father, for what you have made the church a sign and a wonder. We give you praise. We thank you for testimonies in the land. Lord God, we thank you for your agenda for this city. By this assembly, Lord God, you will take this land. Prophetically this morning, we say to this earth, O earth, O earth, O earth, we declare you open to the gospel. In the name of Jesus, we declare you open to the gospel. In the name of Jesus, Lord, make everyone here like the tree planted by the rivers of water. Cause everyone to breathe forth because this is their season. In the name of Jesus, you say, whatsoever we lay our hands upon, that it shall prosper. You said it shall succeed. Lord, you said to Abraham, that wherever he turns to, north, south, east, or west, there you go with him. Father, everyone here today, wherever we turn to, let your grace go with us. Let your confidence speak on our behalf. In the precious name of Jesus, I declare, Lord God, that in this assembly we will not bury anyone. In the name of Jesus, oppression is far away from our dwelling. Every spirit of insanity, Lord, we drive it from our midst. In the name of Jesus, Lord, the long-awaited testimony. Before this year runs through, Father, in the name of Jesus, let that breakthrough happen. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise, we give you glory. In the precious name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Let's lift up our voice as we share the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now, forever and ever. Amen. And surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Just in one minute, turn to your neighbor and share the same one, two. Surely, Goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. You shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Another neighbor now. One to go. Surely, 
goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. And with your two hands to heaven, let's share one, two. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Peace in Jesus' name.